The Rugby World Cup pool matches are over, and the quarterfinals are about to begin. And in New Zealand, the NPC playoffs have begun. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of The Rugby Report, your weekly recap and preview podcast of all things rugby. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt, and in this episode, the 2023 Rugby World Cup says sayonara, and thank you for playing, to the 12 teams which will not be moving on to the quarterfinals, while the remaining 8 teams get ready for some of the biggest quarterfinal matches in RWC history. And in New Zealand, the NPC playoffs have begun, and sadly, not without controversy. We'll see who's moving up, who's moving out, and unfortunately, I do have a special comment about one of the games. But first, this past weekend marked the end of pool matches in the RWC. And it began when the New Zealand All Blacks took on Uruguay. And folks, hats off to Uruguay in this game. Seriously, the final score does not reflect the energy and quality of their effort. Uruguay came into this game possessed. And for the first 20 minutes of the game, they valiantly and successfully went toe-to-toe with one of the best rugby teams in the world. In that time, they held the All Blacks scoreless. Although that time did include literally three tries that were called back, two by New Zealand and one by Uruguay, thanks in no small part to an official who, in my opinion, appeared to be getting paid by the whistle. The All Blacks finally broke open the scoring at the 21-minute mark, but Uruguay was still able to effectively move the ball and threaten deep in New Zealand territory. But just after the 30-minute mark, The game seemed to break open when Damian McKenzie kicked the ball ahead, chased down his own kick, and in a move that you simply have to see to believe, makes a diving, falling into touch, off-balance, one-handed, backwards pass to Will Jordan, who then cruises across the line, and you just kind of felt all of the momentum slip over to the All Blacks at that point. And it did. Just minutes later, it was 26-0 New Zealand at the half. And in the second half, well, it was all New Zealand. The All Blacks racked up another 47 points in 40 minutes while shutting out and shutting down their increasingly exhausted opponents. The full-time score was New Zealand 73, Uruguay 0. On paper, it was another blowout win for the All Blacks. But for those of us who saw the game, that score does not tell the story, and I have literally never been as impressed by a team that got beaten 73-0 as I was by Uruguay in this game. And I have a strong suspicion that they will be back. Elsewhere in RWC action this weekend, France pummeled Italy 60-7, Wales cruised by Georgia 43-19, England barely beat Samoa 18-17, Ireland did beat Scotland 36-14, and Argentina did not let Japan play spoiler as they took down the Brave Blossoms 39-27. Finally, just minutes ago, Tonga beat Romania 45-24, and as we speak, a game with huge quarterfinal implications is underway as Fiji battles Portugal, a nation that suddenly has a lot of fans down in Australia. That game is locked at 10 as we broadcast. Looking ahead to the quarterfinals now, three of the four matches are now a done deal. 
First up, Wales will take on Argentina in a game that I sincerely have no idea who is going to win. It really comes down to which Wales team and which Argentina team shows up. Next up, the big dogs. That's right, Ireland and New Zealand. The number one and number two ranked teams in the world right now are meeting not in the RWC Grand Final, but in the RWC Quarterfinal. And I'm sure that fact will be getting some attention inside the halls at RWC HQ after this tournament is over. Next up, another game that we can't believe is a quarterfinal matchup as France faces off against South Africa in, as I noted last week, a rematch of what was, without any question in my mind, the best international test match in the world in 2022. Finally, England will face either Fiji or, if Fiji somehow manages to lose big to Portugal today, which is not likely, but if they do, then England would play Australia. We turn our attention to New Zealand now, where the NPC playoffs began this weekend when the two most storied franchises in league history faced off in Christchurch. In the 47-year history of the competition, Canterbury and Auckland have taken home 32 trophies between them. And just a few years ago, they played one of the most exciting grand final matches in league history. But this year, only one of them would make the semifinals. Canterbury made the first serious attempt to score at about the 10-minute mark in this game, but a fumble on the try line left the score even at zero. But far more concerning for Canterbury was having to watch their superstar fly half, Fergus Burke, being carried off the field after the play. And I am sad to report that Burke is apparently not only out for the remainder of the playoffs, but it now looks as though he may also miss the entire 2024 Super Rugby campaign as well, which is a big and bad piece of news for the Crusaders. Despite losing Burke, Canterbury still managed to open the scoring just a few minutes later to make it 3-0, but Auckland responded immediately with their first try, and it was 7-3 Auckland. There was a lot of ball movement and a lot of excitement in the next 20 minutes, but no scoring until Canterbury finally got loose on the outside and scored their first try, making it 10-7 Canterbury at the half. Auckland exploded out of halftime, scoring a breakaway try in the first two minutes, and just like that, it was 12-10 Auckland. But back came Canterbury right away, and just three minutes after Auckland scored, Canterbury retook the lead 17-12. But the breakaway moment in this game came at the 53-minute mark, when Canterbury seemed to really break through Auckland's defense, score, and take a 12-point lead. And that's the way it stayed until there was barely 10 minutes to play when Auckland drove back into the game to make it 24-19. Canterbury added a try to make it a 10-point game again, and incidentally, folks, how there was no yellow card called on the Auckland defender is not something that I'll ever be able to explain. And that should have been it. But a very controversial try in the last minute of the game closed the gap to five, and Auckland had a chance for a miracle comeback in extra time. But it was not to be. A knock-on sealed the deal for Canterbury, and they move on to the semifinals. Full-time score, Canterbury 29, Auckland 24. Auckland's season is now over, but given the talent and promise that the team had coming into this season, while they did make the playoffs, 
one has to wonder what changes we'll see before next year. In any case, congratulations to the boys in blue and white for a great season and a really great game. Next up was the game that nearly shocked the entire nation of New Zealand as the number one ranked Wellington Lions, a team that has only lost one game since August of 2022, although that game that they lost was last week. They hosted the number eight Waikato Mulus, a team that wasn't even in the playoffs just 10 days ago. This is a no-brainer, right? Well, as they say, that's why they play the game. Of course, as the game began, it was, frankly, kind of what we expected. Waikato was playing well, but Wellington was at home. They were number one, etc., etc., and the game sort of proceeded that way as the Lions staked out an 8-0 lead. But back came the Mulus with a try of their own to make it 8-7. But the Mulu try seemed to wake up the Lions, who then scored 17 unanswered points and took a 25-7 lead into the break. But in the second half, back came the Mulus. They scored immediately to make it 25-14. Wellington eventually answered to extend the lead to 32-14, and they would need every point, because in the last quarter of this game, the Mulus, with their season on the line, made their move. They scored two more tries to make it a four-point game with six minutes to play, and in extra time, the Mulus are driving, and it's the Lions who suddenly look tired and out of energy. There is desperation in their defense and power in the Mulus' attack, and it looks very much like the Mulus are about to pull off the biggest upset in the NPC playoffs in years. They get multiple opportunities at the Lions' try line, but almost Five minutes into extra time, a tiny knock-on seals their fate, and the Wellington Lions escape, and I mean escape with the win, and advance to the semifinals. Full-time score, Wellington 32, Waikato 28. The Mulu's 2023 season is now over, but they have every reason to be thrilled with their performance in both this game and their season overall. They had to battle their way back into playoff contention this year, and they did. And in that effort, they showed heart and determination, and both they and their fans should be very proud of their performance. Well done, Waikato. We'll see you next year. Next up, it's the Incredibles versus the Mako Men, as Taranaki hosted Tasman in a game that felt kind of start-and-stop-like in nature. Both teams spent the early minutes feeling each other out. And then it was as if a second whistle that only the players could hear went off. And that whistle meant, let the scoring begin. Because within minutes, it went from 0-0 to 10-10. And then after another break, it was quickly 13-13 by the half. But in the second half, the Taranaki Incredibles simply, well, squished the fish. And there was a key reason why. The Bulls opened the second half by substituting Jason Patras in his fly half, and Patras provided a big spark to the Bulls' offense, and the Mako were simply no match for the speed, power, and determination of the Bulls as they then marched down the field repeatedly and stampeded away with this game. The full-time score, Taranaki 34, Tasman 18. The Mako men now return to the sea for the offseason, and that's a shame because, 
Well, I still had a bunch of fish jokes written down that will now have to wait until next year. Seriously, though, the Mako started this season with something to prove. After a disappointing 2022 campaign, they came into 2023 needing to prove that they belonged back among the elite teams in the league. And while they had a bit of a rough start, by the end of the season, they had certainly showed just that. So, welcome back, Tasman. Have a great summer. We'll see you next year. And finally, it was a rematch of the Battle of the Bays, as the number four Bay of Plenty Steamers hosted the number five Hawks Bay Magpies. And this game, well, it was, unfortunately, not my favorite game to watch. As longtime listeners to this podcast know, I am, and I try to be extremely respectful of the extremely difficult job that the match officials have. Rugby officials in particular have one of the most difficult jobs in all of sports officiating. But the game and the league also have a responsibility to ensure that games are called as accurately as possible. And with all due respect, and again, recognition of the difficulty involved, this game featured some critical errors by the officials. Errors that sadly did make a difference in the outcome of this game. With that said, both teams came into this game fired up and filled with determination and energy. The Hawks Bay Magpies, led by veteran superstar Brad Weber, one of the very best players in the entire NPC, were tough, powerful, and persistent in driving the ball into the Steamers' defense throughout the game. And the Bay of Plenty Steamers? Well, again, they have been nothing short of the most fun team to watch play for the last two years running. Their relentless, fast-paced offense, their willingness to take risks, their ability to seize opportunities and turn them into points. Well, all of that was on display in this game. Unfortunately, also on display in this game were some just plain blown calls. One of the early tries scored by the Steamers was called back because of a forward pass. But the replay clearly showed that the pass was not a forward pass. And that was just the first in a series of calls throughout the game that frankly seemed to benefit one team more than the other. In the first half, the Steamers seemed to brush off the problem with the official and simply kept scoring racking up four tries, in addition to the ones disallowed, and taking a 28-19 lead into the break. But in the second half, the calls combined with the strength of the Magpies' offensive line to just wear down the steamers. And in the end, the full-time score was Bay of Plenty 28, Hawks Bay 38. Bay of Plenty's season is now over. And like the Super Rugby Championship game earlier this year, it's almost certainly not going to be okay with fans of the game. I know that accuracy and fairness are very important to the NPC as an organization. And I know that the officials have a very difficult job. But I also hope that the league takes a hard look at the officiating in this game and that they address any issues they find. That said, the Steamers and their fans have a great deal to be proud of regarding their 2023 campaign, and as I have now said many times, they continue to be a just plain fun team to watch and support. This may be a hard offseason for Steamers fans, but I hope it doesn't deflate their spirit or their desire to come back and do it all again next year. Because the league needs teams like the Bay of Plenty Steamers. 
and I for one look forward to seeing them again in 2024. Let's look ahead now to the semifinals. On Friday night, the semifinals will begin in Taranaki when the Incredibles will take on the now Fergus Berkless Canterbury squad. Earlier this year, these two teams played a thriller down in Christchurch, a game where Canterbury held on by the edges of their fingernails to win 29-28. But this game won't be in Christchurch. And while Canterbury is a very good team, and a lot more than just Fergus Burke and a bunch of other guys, without Burke, and on the road, against the Bulls, I just don't see it. Canterbury is, again, one of the most storied franchises in the history of the league. But this is where their season ends. Taranaki wins and advances to the grand final. And in the other semifinal match, well, folks, you better have your popcorn ready for this one, because this is a game that needs no additional hype in order to be a big game. The number one ranked Wellington Lions a team that, again, has only lost one game since August 19th of last year, will host the Hawks Bay Magpies, who are the only team to beat the Lions since the early weeks of last season. The Magpies came to town barely 10 days ago now and took the Ranfurly Shield from the Lions. Can they now take the Lions? a team that has been sitting on top of the table all year, out of the playoffs as well? Well, they can. We've certainly seen that the Lions, a team that seemed literally incapable of losing just a month ago, but has, in the last week and a half, lost to the Magpies and barely hung on to beat the Mulus in the quarterfinals. So the Lions are vulnerable. But will they lose twice to the Magpies? At home? And in a semifinal game? I doubt it. It's true. In the last two weeks, the Lions have not looked as invincible as they did all season. But I predict that they will come into this game with all of that in the front of their minds. And for the first time in a long time, they'll have something to prove. And they will. The Lions win this game and advance to what will then be an all-yellow-and-black grand final between the Lions and the Bulls. And that's it, folks. That's all the more time we have for Season 3, Episode 9 of The Rugby Report. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and tell all of your rugby friends about our show. And until next time, remember how lucky we are to not have to hunt for our food. I mean, think about it. Seriously. Do you even know where wild pizzas live? See you next time. This episode of The Rugby Report is the 2023 copyrighted property of Narratives, LLC. It is intended for the free, private, and non-commercial use of its listeners only and may not be rebroadcast or retransmitted either in whole or part without written permission. Please email info at narrativesllc.com for more information.